our podcast. I hope that the traffic clears for you soon because I know so many of you listen in the car. I know I do. And I get stuck in traffic all the time. Sometimes I'm spending two and a half hours in the car on the way home. So the podcast is my is my way of learning. Uh, so I've got a lot of love for the podcast. And that's why I'm trying to uh, record some more specific intros for you rather than just stripping the video content. I hope you enjoy. In this episode, we tell you how you can become a real estate agent. Here we go. Hello and welcome to episode 35 of Real Estate TV. Today's one is a little bit different. Um, We're doing another Zoom call in because we're all in isolation, of course, with the coronavirus. Uh, And we are on with Jade Martin. Why don't you say hi, Jade? Hi. (laughs) How are you going this morning? Um, Yeah, good. Just as we mentioned before, stuck in isolation. Yes. um, Yeah. Zoom is the new way of life. Absolutely, absolutely. So you just told me a little bit of your backstory. Why don't you, um, do you mind telling us again? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. Um, So... Basically, I guess, well, I'll start right from the beginning through my childhood. So um, basically for as long as I can remember, my parents have been property flippers. So I grew up around real estate, obviously from a really young age. Um, So my dad is qualified painter and a qualified builder. And then my mum worked as his apprentice. (laughs) And they obviously fell in love, Mm -hmm. got married, had us. Um, But along with that come this beautiful art of property flipping which I grew up with and was very lucky to grow up with that because it's a very different side to real estate that not a lot of people see. Totally agree. Um, So yeah basically when I was younger it was a lot of going to open inspections pretty much every weekend Um, and then obviously when they secured a property it was being dished to the sanding duties or rubbish collecting or you know just doing your apprenticeship. Yeah oh Virtually. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was really good. Um, and we obviously got to see a lot of beautiful properties, but we also got to see a lot of um, <laughs> ugly properties, I suppose you would say. But the great thing about it was it sort of um, showed me that there is potential in every property. Um, mm. I don't really care what anyone says. Even if you have the biggest dive, the grossest house in the worst suburb there is always still a little bit of potential um you might not spend as much on that property doing it up but there is something that generally you can do to give it a bit of a facelift so that was really good to see and to learn um and I guess that's sort of where my love of real estate started Mm. and then obviously seeing the agents um throughout that whole process and um I always I did used to always think, you know, it was really nice that my parents were friends with agents and they still are to this day. They keep in contact with a lot of agents they've had over the years. Um, And as I got older, I sort of, you know, was thinking to myself, it must have been extremely fulfilling in a professional sense for an agent to sell, I guess, my parents a property and then my parents go and do whatever with it, make it a thousand times better and bring it back and list it with them again. So I always thought that was amazing that they sold them a crappy property 12 months ago, you know, and fast forward, um, they're selling it with them again. So mm. I love that idea of it. Um, but obviously as you get older, you 
um, want to try a few different things. So I didn't jump straight into real estate. I um, thought I wanted to work in the education department. So um, I did childcare for a bit, did like integration work for a bit, but um, was drawn back to real estate all the time. So decided to study my agent's representative certificate in Victoria, which I did. Um, and then, like I said before, I was offered a job in property management, did that for a bit, and then, yeah, my partner lost his job. So we had to move to South Australia um, where I was <coughs> shocked to find out that um, my qualification didn't even cross over. I didn't get any credit for it, nothing. So I virtually had to start from scratch again, which was um, a major setback, um, but it didn't put me off. So I just... Um, started studying and then ran my own coffee van business in the meantime and then yeah obviously when I was qualified sold off the coffee van business and here we are I'm just waiting to start my new role. Mm. How laborious is the it sounds like it's quite tough to do your agent's rep in South Australia or whatever the qualification is in South Australia so I know nothing about it um, I just picked up on the fact that you said it. you ran a business in the meantime and I'm sitting here thinking, oh, I did my agent's rep in an afternoon with beer. Um, it's very, very easy in Victoria to get your agent's <laughs> rep. I mean, yeah. uh, what's the process in South Australia? Yeah, so um, in South Australia, it's basically one or the other. You're either property management or your sales. Yep. Um, and generally they don't recommend going, you can get the both of them in one qualification, but they don't recommend doing that unless you've had some sort of prior training, I guess, which I did. So um, mm. I just went for both of them. I wanted to get it out of the way. Um, I wanted to cover all the bases because I thought I just want to get into real estate. Uh, at this point, I don't care if it's property management or sales. I'll just weasel my in like weasel my way in later into what I want to do more specifically. Yep. So I just did the both of them. Um, but yeah, over here it was extremely different. It's a lot tougher in terms of people being accepted to do the course. So like as you say in Victoria, like I think I did mine because I was working full time. I think I did my qualification in like three days or something mm. um, over the space of, you know, in the afternoon it really wasn't that hard and it's like getting a qualification out of a cereal box basically. absolutely <laughs> most definitely it's so bad isn't it <laughs> um, it is it is but over here it is so different the um, mm. the assessments are just so much harder and yep. i did question my trainer on it i said it's just so different like in victoria it's so easy you just Literally, you could be an, an anybody. You sign up, you get it sent to you straight away, and then you just do it at your own pace. And I knew people who did it in a day. Like I said, I did it in about three days. Um, and he just – he sort of said that um, South Australia, ever since, like, Torrens Title come in, because South Australia was the founder of Torrens Title, mm. um, basically they set the benchmark for everything apparently. So mm. – um, yeah, but it is extremely different. Mm. Um, yeah, I just went for the double whammy, just wanted to get it done with. And then I also added auctioneering to mine as well. So, wow. um, have you ever yeah, called one? Management or sales, both. And then the step up is obviously agency management or ownership. So, mm. yeah. yeah. Have you ever called an auction? No. No, I haven't either. <laughs> only, um, <laughs> only video auctions, which, okay. um, my trainer commended me on 
my calling skills, but um, no, I don't think I would. No, well, no. in where, the area we live, there really isn't that many auctions unless yeah. it's like a massive farm or homestead or something. Mm. But obviously where you are, there left right and center well i'll be honest with you less so i'm finding in um in sort of the exact area i am that clyde metro space mind you i don't i'm not really so much exposed to that side of the industry because i'm in development new homes you never auction off a a, like a a site you know what i mean um uh when i say a site i'm in a block of land so not so much where I am, but I, I definitely sort of in that Richmond and even as far out as, as Dandenong, definitely. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm. So the reason we connected is because you are thinking, well, you are, you have started a podcast and I thought it was such a, a yeah. good idea. The angle that, um, Jade is taking, um, is, is really cool. What are you thinking? Yeah. So, um, I wanted to start a podcast that, I guess, highlighted young agents in the field because I feel I listen to a lot of podcasts um, because, yeah, it's basically how I get a lot of my knowledge and how I learn. Um, So I listen to a lot of podcasts, more specifically a lot of real estate podcasts, but I always found that it was always agents that had 40, 30, whatever years experience. They were extremely experienced, extremely knowledgeable, which is fantastic because they have a wealth of knowledge but I'm there was never any young agents and as much as it's great to hear from these older agents who you know are elite and um, high performing agents I wanted to hear from people that were relatable and agents that I could yeah relate to on some level which I guess because I'm young um, that's what I wanted to go for so I wanted to start a podcast yeah that highlighted young agents um obviously their downfalls as well and I think it's really important to talk and discuss about those um and yeah their success and just everything in between so yeah it should be really good no that's fantastic I'm very excited to listen to it um it's not something that we really touch on uh, on real estate tv we're more a sort of a front facing um uh content uh, provider. Um, so I love the idea of that sort of back end showing something for agents. Um, because I I totally agree with you. I mean, I've heard some stuff and it's always some boring old man. That's really hard to listen to over a long amount of time. Um, and the game changes as well. I mean, um, a lot of, a lot of the skills that, um, people still use who have been in the industry for a long time, are different now and they don't like the buyers don't resonate with those techniques anymore they find them a bit pushy in car salesman and um so i'm really excited to uh to listen to your podcast um we're going to put the yeah. link uh is there a link yeah there should be i'll um <clears throat> I'll flick it to you. Cool. We'll put the link down below in the comments so you can um, jump on and subscribe and listen throughout. I'm really pumped. Uh, I had a guy call me the other day and asked me because he wanted to be an agent um, and he was thinking of starting his agent's rep. So I think this podcast would be fantastic specifically for him. That's you, Blake. Um, So I'm going to send the link to him. Um, But yeah, that's very exciting. Now that's really, really exciting. So in that note, in your experience so far in the industry, um, what have, what have some, what are some challenges that you've, um, faced, um, throughout the industry, B 
being young specifically? Have, has being young, has anyone ever called you out for being young? Whether that's a boss or a client or... Um, yeah, so um, my first job, uh, property management. So when I got that job, it was actually, um, I guess, a bit of a, a managerial role in terms of the other staff. So there was about two or three other property managers underneath me and uh, I think one of them was about 40 and um, the other one was about 30. So, and at the time I was only 19, I'd just gone 19. Mm. Um, and yeah, there was a lot of, I, I guess, disbelief and a lot of um, people were a bit up in arms about it, I yeah. guess, because I didn't have any experience and yet yeah, I was young. Mm. So I think that's often, it's, it's almost a reason people just look for a negative, I think, in any situation. And I, I, I think that with agents, it's often their age. Um, and, you know, experienced agents are great. Older agents are great because they've had so many years' experience. But at the same time, I really do believe that young agents have a skill set that older agents cannot bring. Mm. Um, I think they're more open to change they're more open to adapting to different situations whereas an agent you know that's been with an agency for 30 or 40 years um, they might want to change or you know go over to a different franchise or whatever it may be um, you're trying to change 40 years of habits and mm. it's very difficult whereas though younger agents I think are just so full of energy so full of life ready to go they want to sell they want to help um, and they're willing to do whatever it yeah. takes. So, yeah, I think it's just ge general disbelief and general, yeah, it's it's like a stigma, I guess, that younger agents um, are inexperienced, silly, mm. um, they don't know what they're talking about, you know, when often, like, I listen to podcasts all the time, um, you know, I think I'm quite knowledgeable on, you know, certain topics and stuff like that and we're almost – like we're more relatable as well, I think, to especially first-time buyers um, and first-time tenants, things like that. So, <clears throat> absolutely, yeah, I guess it's in general. Mm. Just I've really only experienced disbelief from other agents. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. this stigma that young people have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. Um, <laughs> let them let them think that because um, when someone underestimates you, they don't see you coming. <laughs> No, they don't. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, and I guess it's a little bit disappointing too, but, um, uh, yeah. And I guess there's probably in the past there's been younger agents that have almost done their dash in negative ways. So yeah. that might have even changed their opinion on younger agents. So it's just about going in and I think changing <clears throat> their mindset as well, mm. helping them to be more open to the idea. Yeah. 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 If you were just starting out right now um, or if you had a friend who is just starting out right now, what are some things that you'd recommend to them, whether that's a book to read, a podcast to listen to, um, a silly little thing like getting better at negotiating and next 10 coffees, you, I've heard this one before, the next 10 coffees that you order, you should try and negotiate on the price of those to get comfortable in discomfort. Um, are there any, have you got any little things like that that you would recommend to a brand new fresh face agent who's thinking of doing their agent's rep next week and finding a job over the next three months? <laughs> um, well, I would, I would sort of <clears throat> almost ask them what sort of life experience they've had too. Yeah. Um, 
going into it because it is a really tough industry. Mm. It's a very tough industry, I think, to break into and to really make a name for yourself. Um, yeah. I would almost say build up a social media presence as well. So if they knew that they were, let's say they'd already studied their agent's rep and they'd gone and maybe got a job, I think it's so, so vital in this day and age to build up a social media presence with your agency. Um, it's just a tool that people need to be utilising and if they're not utilising it, they're going to be left behind. Mm. Um, everything is heading that way anyway. So if you're not comfortable on social media, I would say get comfortable um, build up or start building up a social media presence mm. in terms of starting out like from scratch no experience no nothing you think you want to try your hand at real estate I would watch a lot of videos and a lot of podcasts and talk to talk to young agents if you're if you're a young person wanting to get into real estate go and talk to other agents um, because you know it is it is long hours it's long weeks mm. it's your phone never turns off. It's mm. ringing, you know, early in the morning to late at night. Yeah. Um, and in some ways it almost becomes your life. So when I say that, it's and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It just means that it's your new normal. Mm -hmm. But it takes a lot of adjusting because it is a very demanding role. Mm -hmm. So I would just say be open to the idea of that and to work really hard. Um, watch, yeah, a lot of videos videos, a lot of podcasts. Um, I tend to head back to Sherry Stora. She's a female powerhouse agent in Brisbane. She's unreal. Um, Joshua Fegan, he does a lot of free training, which is really good. Um, and he he even begins at just having the right mindset to walk to walk into your agency in the morning, how you should start your day, what time you should wake up, things you should be doing in your everyday routine to be an awesome agent. So really recommend Josh Vegan. Um, yeah, and I think almost setting yourself up in a in a good routine. So, and having a really good mindset. You can't be a negative agent. You have to be positive, full of energy, full of life, ready to sell or ready to list or whatever. Um, yeah, it's just about preparing yourself as much as you can, I think. But yeah, talking to younger agents or any agent, if you can't access any younger agents, mm. any agent, just ask them. Um, yep. What's your experience? How did you get into it? How did you find it? All that sort of stuff will yep. always help. So No, yeah. that's really cool. I love that. I think that's spot on, to be honest with yeah. you. Um, going back to your intro, I, um, I forgot to say this. I actually grew up in a very similar sort of situation. My parents were serial renovators and we'd move every, like we'd be lucky if we stayed in the same house for three years. Now they weren't necessarily flipping uh, for, <clears throat> as a business, uh, but more as uh, dad just was not, he would never, he would get complacent, not complacent, that's the wrong word. He would get bored where he is. So he'd renovate. <laughs> And he'd finish, no, genuinely, like he'd paint the last wall, sit down, watch something, have a beer, and he'd look at mum and he'd say, what do you reckon? Put it on the market? And then that'd be it. And we'd be doing, no, absolutely, it wouldn't last more than 10 minutes. Um, so I grew up renovating as well. I just find it really interesting um, that we both have that same sort of passion in the industry and we come from a very similar background. I think it is important that you've kind of grown up in property, um, whatever that looks like. Um, even if you were just really interested in the way houses looked and you were obsessed with watching grand designs and selling houses Australia and all that sort of stuff, that's showing a real interest at a young age, I think. 
um, helps because you, it, it's an addiction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is. Um, yeah, I guess that's another part of it too. If you've never even really been involved in real estate, um, I guess it's hard to even have any sort of idea of what it's like. Mm. But I guess because, yeah, like you say, if you sort of grow up around the buying selling process and obviously the renovation, um, if that's sort of the angle that, um, you know, you're going to go with, um, having that prior knowledge and experience of just the foundations of real estate is obviously going to make you a better agent anyway. Mm. Um, and I think with the listing, selling, um, and even if you act as a buyer's agent, if you've got that background, it's going it's going to help you anyway. But agents that come in with no experience, they've never rented a property, never bought a property, they might still live with their parents, their parents have never renovated or done anything, never never really sold, just been in the same home, it's going to be a lot harder for that person or that agent to get a good full understanding of the industry. Um, so, yeah, that's when podcasts, videos, training, go to any training you can. Hmm. Um, I even, um, because I was just so passionate about getting into it, I worked um, for free as well. I just said, look, I want to come in and just watch. Yeah, I want to come in and work for free. Um, because if you're that willing to do it and you're that willing to get experience, you do whatever it takes. So, Absolutely. yeah, that's, um, that's another good one. And people often <clears throat> really admire that. If you say that you're going to go in there um, for free, do whatever, even if it's cleaning up or whatever, you still are going to pick up little pieces of conversations and little bits of information that's going to be valuable. So... Yeah. I think that's it's fantastic. Hard, it's advice. hard to sort of say to someone, this is what you should be doing because everybody's, I guess, in a different situation. Mm. Um, but yeah. No, it's really good. I think that's fantastic. Um, should we do some questions? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So we both put on our, in our channels, so Instagram specifically, stories. If you have any questions for the show, please ask and we will answer them. Um, so from what I understand, Jane's had some fantastic success, uh, and I had, yeah. zero, I had zero success. Not a single person wants to talk to me, which I find fantastic. Um, um so we're going to rely on Jade here. So, um, this first question, I guess we've sort of touched on it a bit. Um, what qualifications do I need to study to be an agent? Yeah. Um, well, it depends what state you live in. Yes. Really. Yeah. Um, well, the first thing I would do is go online and Google, just Google what qualifications do I need in New South Wales, Victoria, whatever. Mm. Um, in Victoria, I only did my agent's representative. I'm actually not aware of anything else involved with the qualifications there. No. Um, but in South Australia, you're either um, property management or your sales then you can do both um, and elect to do auctioneering with that. And then on top of that, there's another qualification, which is agency management or ownership. So generally people only do that if they've been a sales rep for ages and then they want to branch out and open their own agency or whatever. So you don't really need to do that top level unless you want to own an agency. But mm. I would say generally there would be some sort of like a certificate for or, a, um, yeah, like a sales rep. Yep. I'm not sure what it is in Victoria above 
I just finished it. I just finished it and I actually can't remember what it is. I want to say it's a cert for in property services. Um, yeah. But I can't remember <laughs> how bad's that. But I've done it. So um, what that means yeah. is I can now... So I couldn't call auctions um, with my agent's rep in Victoria. Um, could I? That's correct, yeah? Yeah. Okay, yeah. your face Your face said I was wrong and I went, mm, pretty sure yeah, I'm no, right, crap. Um, no, 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 I can call auctions. Um, uh, but now I can. I'm never going to call an auction in my life though. Um, let's be real. You know, I have no interest in that. That's not where I want to go at all. It's there if you need it. But I can start my own agency. So I can go out and get my own listing. So if I stumble across a fantastic development site... And because of what I do in my spare time, I know how to put together a development site. I know all the costings and all that sort of stuff. So I can package it up and we can sell that development site. But I couldn't do that with my agent's rep. I need to be working for someone in order to do that. Um, yeah, so that's that's ultimately why I did that. Because I want to be packaging up development sites and selling them on to developers. That's the side of the industry I want to get into. And that's why I did it. Um, but yeah, you're correct. It does vary based on state. Yeah, I do think that um, Queensland and New South Wales, I think, are very similar. Mm -hmm. um, but in terms of, like, if you sort of in my situation, if you've got a qualification and then you move interstate mm -hmm. um, and you want to see if it still crosses over, the best thing to do is just to call uh, Consumer and Business Services. Yep. Um, so mine didn't really cross over and they were a bit hesitant to let me get RPL for what I'd already done, but... Um, they let me. <laughs> um, so you can you can transfer your qualification over if it's much higher level. Hmm. I'm not really sure about the lower level ones. They're a bit funny about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I suppose um, there's lots of different ways you can get in, even traineeships as well. Some mm -hmm. agencies offer traineeships. Yeah. Uh, what else we get? I'm just finding this question. Yeah. I got asked some really funny ones as well. I bet. Um, this one is just related, I think, to us. Um, do you follow real estate blogs? I don't. Do you? I don't. <laughs> there you go. But I'm sure I would. Actually, not true. I follow some real estate people on Twitter, but not real. Not really. Like I don't know who they are. I just see a tweet from like the REA. Realestate.com. I follow yep. realestate.com on Twitter. Twitter's short form yep. blogging, so do I kind of, but not really. Yep. Yeah, I don't follow. I don't, but not because I don't know about them. And let's be real here. Predominantly, the, the agents who are good aren't writing blogs. Not because you don't write blogs, but because they just go, I don't need to. I think we're going to see a shift away from that and these sorts of podcasts and YouTube and blogging and being heavily active on Twitter, I think will become important because it's important in other industries and in other parts of the world already. And Australian real estate is typically the last place to adopt technology. Yeah. I mean, I used to work for a company that when they offered, and this was eight months ago, when they offered a refund of deposit, they wrote a check. Construction company, yeah? So you put down your initial deposit, and then if you go, I want to pull out, you get a check in the mail. It took like four weeks to write the check. It was a mess. But that there is Australian real estate for you in a nutshell. Last adopter of technology without fail. Every single yeah. time. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. Um, no, I don't, I don't follow any real estate blogs as such. Do you read? 
Yeah, I read quite a bit. Um, okay, I don't read, so I would I would probably yeah. I, I read on Twitter because it's short form because I have short attention span. But um, <laughs> I, if if um, like if Risa, which is Real Estate Institute yeah. of SA, if they email me something. Um, and it comes up in the subject line that I think it's worth reading, I will. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I only really reread stuff to do with acts, um, you know, and all the legislation to see if there's any major changes that will affect me either. Yeah. Um, yep. In terms of actual lifestyle blogs, no, but I guess in a way some um, powerhouse agents now are using things like Instagram and Facebook instead of like a um, separate blogging, I guess, platform, mm. they'll just write up something on Instagram or Facebook, which is pretty similar to a blog. So um, I just use the platforms that I'm on, um, so Facebook, Instagram, that sort of stuff, mm. um, and, yeah, not really blogs as such. Are so you on I LinkedIn? I wouldn't even recommend any. <laughs> Are you on LinkedIn? No, I'm not. Oh, you have to get on LinkedIn. What's LinkedIn? What's LinkedIn. Okay, go and check out LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is a uh, it's a social media platform um, designed for connecting with other like-minded business people. So it's Facebook for business, essentially. Um, oh, that's cool. But because it's so new, the organic reach is ridiculously high at the moment. So when you push out a bit of content, it goes very far. Um, LinkedIn's a great opportunity. Um, anyone who's looking at getting in to the industry, I would 100% recommend... Um, getting on LinkedIn, most definitely. That's cool. Yeah, I've never out. even heard of it. So yeah, right. It's owned by Microsoft. New every day. Yep, most definitely. It's owned by Microsoft. Um, another question I got, which I thought was actually a really good question, mm. is um, should I invest in land? Basically, in not so many words, there was a bit of a paragraph, but mm. should I invest in land? Um, and where do I buy? Which I guess is going to be different for our answers because you're sort of metro and I'm regional. Yep. So maybe you go first because you're a bit more um, knowledgeable in this area. My answer would be, should I invest in land? Well, if you're buying real estate, you are investing in land. Even when you buy an apartment, you're investing in land. Um, and I know that that's an obtuse answer to a, um, a rather simple question. Um, but what I mean by that is when you're investing in property, a lot of people focus on the house, but you're actually investing in the earth because that is the bit where there is a supply and demand issue. There's tons of construction. We can always build more. Um, so that is not the bit that goes up in value. That's actually the bit that goes down in value. I mean, drawers start to squeak over time, dishwashers break, houses over a 30-year life turn to shit. So they're the bit that actually go down in value. So would I invest in land? Uh, I think the more land you can buy, uh, the better, because that's the bit that goes up. That said, that is also balanced by the fact that you need to think about location. So a block of land in like the end of the, like Uluru or something, like literally in the middle of nowhere, has no potential, has no desirability, so it's, it's not worth it. But if you can get an acre on Collins Street in Melbourne, that's going to be worth a lot. So what I mean by that is, so should I invest in land? I assume this person is thinking of buying a block of land and building on it. Is that what that means? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. If that's the case, I would say that is better than a townhouse 
um, and much better than an apartment. But if you don't have a lot of money, a townhouse is still a great option. And it could be better to get it well, only in Victoria, by the way, um, and parts of Victoria. I'm under the impression that's a terrible investment in Queensland, medium density off the plan stuff. But here, there's so much of it um, in good places that it's desirable and it still grows. Um, so it could be better in Victoria, in the right places, to buy a townhouse with what you have saved now than wait two years and buy a house and land package. Yeah. Those are my words. Yeah. What do you reckon? Um, yeah, well, I, I just think if you invest in land, um, it's a great decision because, let's face it, they're not making any more land. Yeah. <laughs> There's only a certain amount. So um, if you're going to buy a block of land, I would say straight away, great investment, but question a few things first. So <laughs> if you're buying the block of land, I think um, – Rurally, which it wasn't really specified whether it was more, I guess, out of town or bit or sort of in the precinct. But um, if you're sort of buying in town, you probably need to think about a few things, and that's its desirability or likability in a couple of years' time. So if it's something that you're going to hold on to for say five to ten years, what's actually going to be happening around that land? So yeah. is there a school? Is there a playground? Is there parks? Is there stuff like that that's going to attract people in mm. five, ten years' time if you're building a house potentially on that block? What is going to make it more likable for someone coming along to buy it? If there's nothing going along, along like around that block of land, if there's no developments planned, if there's nothing happening, if it's out sort of in whoop whoop, I would probably say rethink your choice unless you are happy to maybe not um, have that much capital growth on that block. So if you're not really too fussed about making money, then that's fine. Like Go ahead and do it. But mm. for me, um, and I guess in our role, um, in five to ten years, I don't know where I'll be. I might be in Adelaide. I might be in Melbourne. I've got no idea. So I would want to buy something with the intention to make money. So they're the things that I would keep in mind. Um, where is it sort of going to be situated in five to ten years? My partner and I actually, um, well, we're going to buy a block of land in a street which um, has a lot of, I guess, expensive properties in that street. Um, not the most desirable block, but sometimes that's not a bad thing. Because yep. if you're in a street full of really nice properties... In five to ten years' time, when, say, we go to resell it again, someone's going to look at that block and think, oh, my gosh, if I build even a standard house, it's going to be worth a lot more house and land because I'm around all these really nice properties. It's more desirable. Um, but, yeah, you, I guess as well it depends on if there's a slope on the block, if it's, if the, if it's near, like, a sewerage farm, if... There's heaps of things to keep in mind, but you yep. just need to be, I think, very conscious and um, aware of what's going to be happening in the area you're buying if you're intending to make money. If you're not, then it, I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> but land is a good investment yep. in my opinion. Yep. Um, let's find these questions. Okay, someone said... Um, what can I, what can I read to become more knowledgeable on real estate? Good question. The act. Yeah. It's, <laughs> um, it's a bit bigger than 
understand that, but basically what sort of stuff can I read? Yeah, I get it. I get it. I'm guessing or listen or listen to to know more about real estate. And I'm guessing you want to know about investment. That's sort of what I'm gauging from it. Yeah. So they're looking for looking for tools. Yep, and you're yep. right, investment less so than getting into the industry. Yeah, okay. Yes. Um yep. well I actually really, to answer your question, I really struggled to find anything that was contextual to where I was. Um, so Melbourne, good resources in Melbourne that weren't like, oh, this is how you invest in Northcote with your $1.9 million that you just have. One. Like, you know what I mean? Like they were always just so <laughs> obtuse. So that's why I started this because I was looking around because I had clients that were asking me exact same question. They're saying, oh, it's first day out in the village. We might buy something in 18 months, but we're just, do you, what would you research? My answer is the reason I made this is because I couldn't find anything that was good enough. Um, so this, I know it's a little bit wanky to go and plug your own show, but this, um, uh, maybe um, another thing to do would be think of some good sources on um Twitter to follow, like I follow realestate.com and why do I do that? Because they push out tons of fantastic resources. Um, they give you updates on uh, turnover rates, um, clearance rates, so they email you auction rates um, if you sign up on their website that is, um, but that's one of the resources I use. You can probably sign up for the REIV newsletter as well or the REI, whatever it is where you are. Yep, um, say, yeah. Yep, R-E-I-S-A, um, and that is Real Estate Institute of Victoria, South Australia, Adelaide, Queensland. And they send you a little bit, and they send you the clearance rate as well. Um, that's my answer, really. Twitter. Mm. Twitter. You? Yeah. Um, I think even, like, utilise the people that are going to know about it. So maybe go and see an agent or... Yeah, I like um, that. That's good. Yeah, talk to an agent um, yep. or even someone that's really knowledgeable are mortgage brokers. And um, a lot of people don't know that mortgage brokers are actually free. So mm-hmm. if you're a first home buyer, you should be utilising that to your advantage. They're free. Um, they are there to help you wholeheartedly because they want the business, obviously. So they're going to do all the hard and boring work for you. Um, but they're such a knowledgeable, um, yeah, source of information. They know so much investment. They know about capital growth. Um, if you're looking for an investment property, they know sort of what your investment to return is going to be. So if you're interested in that sort of thing, if you don't know what any of this stuff is, you can Google it. But, um, yeah, I would say mortgage brokers, real estate agents, people that are in the know, um, yeah, I would be utilising them. And again, podcasts, I'm a big fan. So. Absolutely. Do you have any podcasts that you've found that work for you? Yeah, so I listen to, I guess, majority real estate podcasts, um, mm-hmm. but some other ones as well. So Sherry Stora, who, um, she's a really great agent. Um, she's more so the agent side of things, though, I guess. Joshua Fegan, like I said, he's really good, but he also does touch on investment and where you should buy. Um, you've also got people like, um, someone really good to listen to is Foxy Homestaging. So they're actually homestagers in Brisbane, but 
um, I guess that's more suited to Queensland, but um, they're really awesome at, um, like, let's say you want to buy a house and you want to use that as an investment property. They talk about the importance of how staging your property has been proven to get you more rent or a higher sale price, whatever. Mm. Um, so they're really good to listen to. Um, I'm just trying to think. Like, there's just so many. Yeah. Um, obviously, Andy's podcast <laughs> is a really good one. Um <laughs> But, no, but seriously, it is. Like, that's how I found you on TikTok. Yeah. Um, and the first video I watched of yours was um, the one where you told people how to um, buy off plan, I think. I don't remember off that one. Plan or how to invest or how you start off with next to nothing and you can, you know, invest in off plan. And I thought, this kid is so knowledgeable. I'm going to follow him. Oh, on um, TikTok. Not, oh, you're right. Not really a yeah, yeah, kid. Yeah. You're not really a kid, but yep. I thought, oh my gosh, he's so young and he knows so much. Um, yeah, so obviously Andy's stuff on TikTok, go for it, go nuts, because that's what I do. I often go back and watch them. <laughs> Thanks. But um, yeah, I guess in terms of other real estate podcasts, um, I just watch a lot of videos too on YouTube. Yep. Um, yeah. I would just utilise as much resources for free as you can because yep. if you just I – would, I would almost say don't spend any money on trying to find out more about real estate. Utilise the stuff for free. Mortgage brokers, so agents, good. Podcasts, I'm so glad you videos. said that. Absolutely. Absolutely. The amount yeah. of people that are spending money on courses, whether they're real estate or business courses, and they spend $5,000 on a ticket to go to this thing, you go, don't spend yeah. money. You're trying to start yeah. a business or you're trying to, you know what I mean? Just baffles my yeah. brain. So true. Use yeah. your free resources because there's so many of them. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Absolutely. So um, well, <laughs> I'll read your question. Where can I start? I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like just up. I was going through my stories and I just thought that'd be funny to ask. Just say I don't know anything. Where should I start? I know nothing. What do you reckon? What would you say to me? Well, is it in terms of the job or... Yeah, the job. Like, the job. Yeah. Um, Haven't we already we'll answered this? find out if you actually like it or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't, don't just think, oh, real estate agents make a lot of money. I'm going to become an agent. That's a trap. There's a lot more things that go along, I guess, with the job than just money so absolutely um like i said before it is really long weeks it's early mornings late nights there'll be some times where you go away for work um and you know you might not come back for a week um it's yeah your phone is always ringing your phone never turns off you're always on your laptop replying to emails or going to trainings it's a very um life dominating job but it's a very rewarding job so if you're looking for something challenging um that obviously you'll earn good money that's great mm. but if you're not keen for the early mornings late nights and working really hard then i would say don't worry about it um or maybe you want to be in real estate but you might find that you want to be a pa or yeah. property management isn't as um i guess demanding as sales so property management might be your way to go um, I know with Ray White, because that's my experience, you could go and work in head office. So there's lots of different roles you can do there. Um, you could even offer to be like a social media, um, I guess, 
rep. So I know with Ray White, there's people who their sole job is to just do social media for that agency. So it's just pumping social media, listings, writing, you know, little things on there um, and building up obviously that social media presence. So there is, you can be in real estate, but there is more to it than just sales or Mm. being a... (laughs) Being a property manager, yep. um, you could even be a buyer's agent, which um, is a really good role as well. So you're mm. helping people buy properties suited on what they want specifically. That's a really good job too. Um, but, yeah, it's just becoming informed. Talk to agents about their experience, how they got into it. Um yeah, but if you've really got no interest in the actual real estate and you've got no interest, if you're not really a people person either, real estate won't be for you because as much as real estate is about the houses, if there was no people involved, we wouldn't even sell houses. So true. So, yeah, you need to be a people person. You need to actually care because there will be very difficult situations you'll come across. There's lots of divorce. I often call it like... The four Ds, divorce, debt, dependence, and death. They're the four biggest ones that you'll come across. Um, so people either upsizing or downsizing due to their dependence. So kids either move out or they have babies. So you're going to be dealing with stressful situations. Divorce is a really messy one. So you have to be caring. You have to be able to condition to each listing you go to. Um, death is obviously inevitable unfortunately so that's a really tricky one as well so if you're very cold hearted and you don't really care then real estate isn't going to be for you yeah yeah. (laughs) a lot of touchy things as well absolutely Mm. even just navigating the the situation we're going through right now coronavirus I mean I was just talking with everyone in my database the other day and everyone's all a little bit disheartened because they've lost their job. Like I called someone the other day and I well, actually emailed them because I, it was just, I didn't want to be tone deaf and some real estate guy on the phone and went, that's not happening. So I just sent out a personalized email to everyone just seeing where they're at and made it contextual to the situation. Just saying, I understand what's going on with coronavirus. And I had a guy email back saying, it's not going to happen, mate. Lost my job. That's it. Two sentences. And I went, hmm, that sucks. That really sucks. Yeah. yeah, and it's, I think, yeah, like you say, it's about being tactful and not just calling up, putting someone on the spot. And, yeah, I guess with that you have to know how to navigate that situation as well. So at the moment um, there's a lot of people utilising this situation to their advantage. Mm. So a lot of uh, first home buyers who maybe haven't lost their jobs yep. are really cashing in at the moment, Yeah, which is great. Mm. Um, but, yeah, you have to be, in times like this, you have to be really careful um, yeah, because it's just so, yeah, it's so up in the air for everyone, even us agents, it's so up in the air, so. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. was that it? Yeah. That was it? There's some other questions, but some of them are a bit, <laughs> a bit, a bit funny. Okay. Asking about investing in things that I've got no idea how to invest in, like the stock market and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I get a lot of that as well. I mean, I put out real estate content, Yeah. I've never yeah. talked about the stock market ever. Sneakers and real estate, that's it. And I get a lot of, what was your first thing you ever did on the stock market? I'm like, I've never invested in the stock market. I've never claimed to have. Um, yeah. Now, there's an assumption that goes along with it, isn't there? Yeah. And I mm. guess as well, if people, um, I guess the two biggest things that you could invest in for people that want to know more about investment is real estate or the stock market. Yeah. 
Um, I know nothing about the stock market, but what I do know is that if you want to invest in the stock market, you're probably going to see a quicker return. Whereas though real estate, it's something you have to hold on to, unfortunately. Whether that's just renting it out, maybe you might live in it and then rent it out, or yep. um, you might just hold on to it like a block of land. You might hold on to it. You will see a return, but it takes a lot longer. So that's mm. all I could really say about it. Absolutely. Couldn't that. agree more. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been absolutely lovely. Um, uh, and I'm very excited to start listening to your podcast. As I said earlier, we're going to link it down below, uh, so you can click on it, uh, and subscribe, um, so you can keep updated of when things come out. Um, but other than that, if you have any more questions for either of us, leave them in the comments and we'll reply, uh, to those questions. You can reach out to Jade on her social media and I'll link that down below for you as well. Um, which is very exciting. Um, but that's it. Yeah. Until next time. Thank you so much for watching. See ya. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>